tonight on Cult of Film and Review. It's the third entry in our terrifying, haunting, unspeakable evil saga known as Cult Film and Review's Halloween Picks. Tonight, we're going to the Transylvania of Switzerland as we discover a young woman that can speak to bugs and solve a murder. Because we're talking about Daria Argento's phenomena. So let's start the show. Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. <laughs> I did not hit her. It's not true. Clopex. 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 Up yours, baby. Me and Bubba, my little brother, listen to you every night. Where in the hell are we? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Hey guys, wherever you are in the world today, whatever time it is, thank you for joining the cult. Tonight we're talking about Dario Argento's Phenomenon, but before we do, head over to iTunes, leave us a review, and we'll give you a shout out at the end of the show. Um, like I said, it's Dario Argento's Phenomenon. It came out in 1985, was filmed in Italy, and currently sits at a 76% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, if you don't know what the film is about, a young girl with an amazing ability to communicate with insects is transferred to an exclusive Swiss boarding school where her unusual capabilities might help her solve a murder. As always, I am joined by Kyle Smith. Hey, how's it going? Chris Willenbrecht. Hey, what's up? And Michael Salustio. Hello, everyone. This is Kyle's pick. Yeah. Kyle, this is your Halloween pick. Why did you pick Phenomena? Um, I picked Phenomenon because uh, it was a movie that I've um, always really enjoyed and I've really liked from Dario Argento. It's, it's definitely kind of a... Uh, oh, oh, different film from him because a lot of the stuff that like that he's done. I mean, he's touched on supernatural elements here and there, but they're like in this movie, it's like definitely like dealing with like psychic abilities and ESP. It's got a killer cast. A fucking Jennifer Connelly, Donald Pleasance is in, is in it. I mean, it's got two people. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. It's killer. But you killer. know what? You know what? For a cast that's pretty small, I mean, that's that's killer. So, um, and I just thought we've never actually done in a Dario Argento film. So, I mean, what better time than Halloween? Have we not done? I thought we have. No, we've no, done we like haven't. a we did, yeah, yeah. He did, uh, okay. yeah, we did we did a movie that he lent his name to. Yes. That's yes. true. Got yes. it. Got it. Had anyone seen this movie before? Chris? I, I had. I had not. <laughs> definitely not. But it's weird because I've been I've seen this movie pop up more frequently recently. Um, and maybe that's because Arrow released it. I don't know if it became like more in the spotlight because of that or how long it's even been out. But yeah. I've been seeing people talking about it, reviewing it, bringing it back up recently. So I'm glad I actually got to see it because I was really curious about it. And I was like, Jennifer Connelly was in a Dario Argento film. Interesting. Okay, cool. So it was it was my first time. What about you, Mike? No, this is the first time. Uh, I mean, Kyle's talked to me about it in the past. Whispered. Sweet, 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 sweet nothings. Always sweet when I'm asleep, nothings. which is fucking yeah, yeah. weird. Like, Can I just say, I like I'll wake up and he'll just be like, Phenomena. And he'll yeah. walk out the room. Yeah, I'll, be, like, I'll be hovering over him and be like, Phenomena. Does and jazz like, hands out of the room. How yeah. long have you been uh, standing how there? How did you know that I did the jazz hands part, though? He As he's walking that. out, he says, Because that sound You're sleepwalking, like wake up. <laughs> I, and, I'm a, and, and I like pop my head around the corner. No, I'm not. Then I go upstairs again. Phenomena. So you you haven't seen it? You just heard Kyle talk about it. I have I have never seen it uh, either, and um, I just don't I don't ever remember this really being ever on my radar, like at all. Which I feel is weird. It is kind of weird, but I mean, if you're looking at Dario Gento's like collection of work, I feel like the one that everybody, regardless if you're like a film person, not is Suspiria that yeah. they, that they yeah. know or they talk about. It. But Phenomenon is definitely um, one of the ones that's up there as like, I, I personally think is one of his like more creative and interesting well, works. A lot of people, I guess, referred to this as like the last hoorah of Argento before his film career kind of took a dive, I mm -hmm. guess. Um, so they kind of like, eh, you know, is what I've got from the, the consensus. I mean, do you think it took a dive because this movie was not really well received and or do you think he was just kind of done or over it? 
I don't know. I don't know. This movie's very ambitious. Yeah, it's incredibly ambitious. And if I'm like looking at it and kind of looking at his other his other films and body work, I, I feel like all of the the key pieces and the key players that like in terms of you know like his direction and stuff like that are there. Like he has all the all the ingredients. I think if anything, I I think maybe it took a dive because I mean it's a style it's a style of film that had a had like a, like really owned like the seventies and stuff with mm-hmm. this that this kind of slasher thing or this this serial killer kind of mystery type of horror film and like in the eighties I mean it's just kind of I don't know, I don't fucking know maybe it just wasn't as popular of a style maybe it was too stylistic compared to like other slashers that were coming out I don't fucking know I mean it's got giallo elements doesn't it? I mean to some absolutely it's a it foreigner does. absolutely from, it comes does. in a town and. But I mean, it takes place in like a forest. A lot. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, it takes place. Yeah, the goddamn windiest forest you've ever seen. <laughs> well, <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you something, man. When if you're in a film, if you're an Italian-made film, it's windy as fuck. <laughs> yeah, from what I've seen that so you can far. Bet on. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Did I mean? Do we know? Did his career really take a dive, or is it just he well, did? Because he had a good run. I mean, it was like, look, Deep Red, Suspiria, Inferno, Tenebrae, Phenomena, and even Opera. I think was kind of yeah. bigger, right? So yeah, it's like okay. that. That was a good run for him. Like, yeah. and then maybe he had like some hit or misses like in between there. I don't know. Well, he says this is one of his his favorite films that he ever made. Yeah, and this this is definitely though I feel like at the tail end of his of of his like his boom his boom of career because I mean. Uh, opera is okay, and then after that, it's pretty. I mean, he did the the two evil eyes, which was the thing he did with Fulci. Right, they both had segments in that. But I mean, other than that, there's not a whole lot. Like he is a oh, he he had the movie with Adrian Brody come out a couple of years ago called Giallo, and I tried to watch that. Yeah. It was boring as really? sin. Yeah. Oh my uh, god, so. Dracula 3D, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that one's on the on the yeah. list. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, I think this is. I mean, it's a good movie to watch because. If especially for people, if you guys haven't seen a whole lot of Argento films, it, it it's it's kind of cool in the fact that it's like it is at the kind of tail end of his quote unquote heyday. He's kind of polished a little bit of his style and his approach. Yeah. Um. And then when you go back and watch other films, I think you'll start to kind of see the, like little pieces that kind of play into this. So mm-hmm. very cool. Well, with that being said, let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll talk more about phenomena. Jennifer, listen. What? I'm a spider. Look, I'm a and spider. And I'm a rope. Speak and you shall be obeyed. No. Look, I'm a spider. No. Stop it. Stop it. I'm a killer spray. Death will I'm a mosquito. I'm a fly. I'm a mosquito. I'm a spider. I'm a spider. I'm a spider. Now we're back and we're talking about Dario Argento's uh, Phenomena came out in 1985. It was Kyle's pick. It opens with a beautiful bus. I love the way this bus looks. I don't know if it's just like the 70s or 80s look. I don't know when that bus was made, but it looks like it was made in the 70s. A lot of chrome. A lot of chrome, <laughs> big ass windows, yeah. even on the roof. You ain't catching Z's on this bus. No, no, you're too busy being uh, 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 amazed yeah. by all the interiors. Yeah, and the the windows and, how, and, prob- and probably the, la- the, la- the lack of like suspension work probably those like, windows yeah. opened well. so yeah. far. O- like remember when you're in school and you like wanted to put the window down and only go halfway so you can't jump out. Well, it actually but you it actually went all the way. They just they just drew a black line and you just kind of felt you followed the rules and didn't open it beyond that. I, that our bus windows went all the way down. You had them nice buses with yeah, options yeah. and shit. Well, Would y'all have safety belts? <laughs> nope, certainly, certainly no safety belts. So ours only went like halfway down. I'm like looking at this bus. They're opening that full window. I was like, that's awesome. But anyways, it, I just like the way the bus looks. It, wow. It's a beautiful, actually, opening shot of like mountains and mm-hmm. trees and this the Alps, the Alps, and this cool ass bus coming down the road. It's picturesque for sure. I mean, it's like it's it looks like a painting. It does. Yeah. You know, and then uh, they leave. I'm kind of confused because I don't remember anyone getting off the bus. Well, the bus was already there. Yeah. Parked. Yeah. When the scene opens. 
Okay, I'm thinking of it driving away. Then I'm yes, all over the place. You're today. thinking of it driving away. It so, drives so, away without her. So after the uh, uh, so the bus drives off, and we have this girl there alone, and she stumbles upon this house, which later comes up in the film, and uh, she gets murdered. Uh, she gets her head chopped off. There's a lot of glass breaking, uh, and this transfers over to it. Kind of leads into uh, the how the story goes as far as the mystery is involved. And leads with Jennifer Connelly coming in, right? But a, but you're skipping one part of that of that mystery, which I I, I don't know why. Like you're breezing over because it's the I think the weirdest part about that is she stumbles up to this house, she's knocking on the door, and we keep getting this this shot of chains mounted to a wall and yeah. getting yanked and yanked, yeah. and then finally they get yanked out of the wall completely. So there's somebody chained up inside this house. Um, is what we gather as the audience. And then, yeah, then she gets chased through probably one of the most beautiful backyards any house has ever had. Yeah. With waterfalls and caves. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. I, want, I was like, kept thinking that the whole time. I was like, how do I get a backyard that has like, you know, like every, pathways <laughs> made for waterfalls and cave? Like, it holds every adventure you ever wanted to go on. It yeah. Was, it, like her entire backyard was the island in uh, Jim Cotta. Yes. Exactly. It was. It was like, the I thought was, island of I thought, I thought when she died, there was going to be one ninja with a flag just being like, and we're good. <laughs> <laughs> but how fucking brutal did that... Like, you don't really see it happen, but like you get these quick cuts of like gore and violence, mm-hmm. and then like... Just the head fucking plopping into the water and going down. Even like, even just seeing it float in there had a very like violent look to it. Yeah, yeah. It, the way it tumbled down and the I don't bad know if it was just maybe maybe the way it was shot, but it definitely like it definitely had like a grainy grittiness to it that made it made it feel a little little more un- unnerving. Maybe I guess. Yeah, like you should like you. It looks like you shouldn't be watching it. Yeah. <laughs> the weird thing was the the the, uh, the I like the slow mo with the glass breaking, and I was like, dude, that looks like it hurts. Yeah, that's a that's a thing that I've noticed in a lot of like Italian films when they do slow mo glass breaks. There's always the film stock looks so much different. Did you guys notice that? It like instantly yeah, went to yeah. like this grainy, like yeah. kind of blown out, weird colored look, and yeah. it's slow. Like the the glass break is kick ass because it's like it's a, such a smooth slow mo that's happening. Mm-hmm. But it just it always throws me off when I'm seeing like those kind of effects in like. I just noticed it mostly in Italian films, but it's like I think it happened in Demons at, at what's one the point. De- can I ask what like what's the deal with glass? Like, a, why is it a common thing that we uh, see in Italian films? I, I'm I'm curious as to why there's glass like in this like observatory area, this I cave. Mean, <laughs> was it an observatory? Area? Yeah, it looked like what they did is they shot these scenes at what I imagine is some kind of a tourist trap area, you know, touristy area. So because because they had like. The waterfall and the the walkway like had railings like mounted into the ground. Like it was like it it was a place I think people go to like sightsee to look at the waterfall, but they just had a window there so that I assume no one jumps. I suppose. I mean I, I feel like they could like, just go around and jump. Like there was no, They could no, do that too. Yeah. No, I looked at it as they didn't want like anyone to get wet inside the cave, so they had the window basically oh, that, blocking that the, might be the a, water flow. Might be onto something there, Cody. That's what or I took it as. or that window's not normally there at all. They just put it there for the scene. scene. It could yeah. be that. You know, they just wanted a glass this, break scene. This, there's yeah. more mysteries to this movie than I thought. I don't know. We no, haven't even gotten to Jennifer Connelly yet. No. <laughs> at all. Who's shipped off to boarding school yeah. by her actor father. Mm-hmm. Uh, director father, right? Actor. He's an actor. actor? Is actor. he an actor? Apparently yeah. very famous, too. Very, very famous. famous. It's Paul yeah. Corvino. Yeah, yeah, it's Paul, Paul yeah. Corvino, the actor. Mean? It's didn't, Paul you hear, didn't you hear? Didn't you hear the girl? Like the girl is like, "Her father's Paul Corvino, the actor." Well, first, first she was just like, "You're fucking Paul Corvino, right?" And she was like, "No, no. that's my dad." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a weird thing. Like <laughs> common mistake. But guess what? And I love how the conversation Everyone kept going. Me. Like <laughs> it's okay. A lot of people wonder that. <laughs> Let's <laughs> talk some more about my father. You thought I was fucking. Everybody <laughs> wants. I'm to like, fuck they that wonder. want to fuck. <laughs> I'm like, they wonder that about a 13 year old. Like, get no. Yeah. No, it's a weird line. It is a weird line. Was that the joke you wanted to make? What? Was that the joke you were worried about making? I thought it was just a weird thing to say to a girl. Oh, okay, cool. Like, I mean, she was just like, yeah. Well, I mean, she does. She makes a comment where she says, I mean, we're jumping. We're jumping the gun here. But she, she makes a comment where she does say, like, oh, he always told me to do this, this, that, and the other thing. So I kind of understand where she's like, were you, were you having sex with him? Like, why do you? But here's the thing. She knows everything about Paul Corvino and the family, so why right. did she immediately, immediately go, 
You're Paul Corvino's daughter. I know you because I've read about you for like my life. Right. Unless the only thing I could imagine is that she's just not in the photographer limelight. She's not in the pictures. Well, she dyed her hair. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. She went through her emo phase. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, she does that. She shows up at the boarding school and there's a there's a fan. A fan yeah. of her father's. There. There's a yeah. fan of her father's ear. But they're also on the way to the boarding school, I think we're missing out that we kind of figure out that uh, insects like her. Super into her. Yeah. Yeah. She's super into insects. We don't know that yet, but we know that she is incredibly protective of insects and definitely has a love for them. Well, she says they don't sting her and they don't do anything. Yeah, Yeah, they're 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 non hostile. It's a bee. I'm gonna just be doing terrible English versions (laughs) of what you guys didn't get to watch. Did they say it's a bee? Yeah. In the, uh, okay. in the it's a wasp a in the oh a wasp yeah in yeah. the thing a wasp it's yeah. clearly yeah. was a bee that they yeah that's used. what yeah. I thought too I was no, like, that's, that's what weird. I thought too and I thought is that bee stinging that person while they're they're rubbing it right yeah can yeah. I say it, I it looked that like happened. it was it, it looked did. like it was I was like is that how you get a bee to sit <laughs> like oh my god you just let it sting you put it over in and over that's terrible again. that sounds horrible <laughs> so that's a thing. Like where, like where, where do you <laughs> think, where do you think that comes from? Like this whole insect tie-in to the story. I, I want, it's, they didn't have forensics in that, 1985 no, Italy. Wait, that, that's exactly where he got it from. Yeah, <laughs> like Dario Gender actually was super in, like into this idea that he read, he read some article or he read some book about right. how forensics was using insects to figure out murders. Like they would. Like see determine... how long the gestation period yeah. of maggots was, and they'd be like, "Well, this body died. Like, this is I can pinpoint when this body came." Right. Mm-hmm. So that's that that that's legit where it came from. And then he just kind of took it on a supernatural element of that. Well, if forensics is using this, then this, then we. What if we have a girl who can communicate to insects, and they can actually communicate murders in real time? Which I want to. I want to note that cool ass superpower. If you say if you say the plot of this film like out loud. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. It's like a girl with the power to control insects helps try to solve a murder, right? Uh, a serial killer, and, well, and discovers serial killer. It sounds the like power a bad of, NBC. I don't think drama saying control the power of insects because she's not really controlling them. They're just re- responding to her emotional state, and they can listen to her. So the Doctor Doolittle of insects, <laughs> yes, goes on a mission to find a serial killer. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's this movie. And, yeah, and okay. and, and all. And- <laughs> Chris, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, but also at the same time, like you can tell it was intelligently written, and that it stemmed from some sort of truth. Like because, like he obviously studied this, like in order to write about it and like how it actually works, mm-hmm. like you know, in the scientific world. Yeah, like. Like, that's a real thing that he was super interested in. The thing is, I feel like he threw a bunch of things he was super interested in, in all this in movie? this movie. Yeah. 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 And and he kind of found ways to tie it together. But, um, yeah, I, I really felt like the insect training and wrangling was pretty impressive. Mm. So, so that's, yeah. So she, you kind of find that out a little early on that she has some connection with with insects. And then um, she ends up at the at the boarding school. Right. And uh, she, she's the whole time she's writing with who is that lady? I don't know that na- lady's even her name. What is her name? She she basically picks her up from the airport. She's present in a few scenes. Yeah, and then she appears at the end. She's probably like her liaison or something. That's what like, I think she just like, works for yeah. the. I, no, I think she just works for the for the boarding school. Oh, okay. She's like one of the one of like the the teachers or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, that's what that's how I gathered it. Um. Yeah, and then she sleepwalks. Yeah, well, before they did that, remember they they did that they do that classic horror movie trope, which is that is the old building, but you're forbidden from going. Right, and looking right. At yeah. it. Like, don't go in this place. So don't go in there. And it's like, why'd you even tell me about it? Now I'm like now I'm going to. Place I'm yeah. Going yeah. To. As soon as you turn around, bye. Yeah, and then uh, Jennifer Connelly sleepwalks mm-hmm. her way into that building, which scared the living hell out of me. That oh, was one man. Of, that dude. was a. That was an intense scene. See, that the whole t- scene. It, it is a it is an intense scene. Can we talk? I I got a little confused. So like, there's there's another girl wandering around in that building. Then right? Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. yes. And then she sleepwalks to that exact same location uh-huh. and witnesses her basically being murdered and her face coming through a window. Right. And then she sleepwalks away and 
a fucking like I guess like a platform on, collapses. We should we should say that that she is currently sleepwalking on the edge, edge of, of the, the building, ledge. Yeah. Yeah. the ledge right. of the building. So she's outside on like the third floor, and the ledge collapses, and she fucking gets hung up on like a piece of rebar, a piece of rebar by, and she's swinging around and then falls into a tree, and that lowers her down. It's like this crazy stunt that yeah. happens. I I want to say that like the whole time I'm watching it because it's so like. Like big, you know. I thought it was a like a dream. Like she, oh well, she's gonna wake up. She's gonna fall through the, yeah. you know, and hit well, the because... ground and wake up. But like, and then she'll find out like that murder actually happened or something. But no, right. like all of this shit is actually happening. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's the, the 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 thing too is where I could see you maybe perceiving it as a dream is the the hallway scene how it's like the hallway scene in her vision. Yeah, like mm-hmm. what what when it goes to her POV, it's like everything is almost like whitewashed, whitewashed or it like almost looks, like negative looking. It it's looks weird, like a Tom Petty video. Yes, God rest his soul. But like, <laughs> I don't know what video. It looks like the one where he's the Mad Hatter. Wow. Don't come around here. Isn't Don't come around here. Like all the all the like the the walls are like diagonal, yeah. and they're yeah. it's shot in a lens that distorts right everything and makes it look like it's like the it's warped. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and the colors are real contrasty. Like it's real sure. blacks and yeah. whites and stuff like that. So, like again, like another reason why I would think it was like this is like a dream or something, but. Mm. It, and it, the one thing that did bother me about it is, and it, dude, it hurt me so bad watching it. And then it just really isn't brought up after that, which drives me nuts. Is she walking on the glass? Oh, yeah. 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 That, I thought that was dude. weird that that was not brought up. Is that not weird? That I it was thought not for sure up? that she'd be like, my, my foot. fucking feet hurt. Yeah, yeah, I'm bleeding like, like from my feet. Or they, yeah. are they somehow link her to the murder? Exactly. Yeah. I, mean, I thought possibly. Some, I don't know. I thought of something like that too. I was like, well, then. But then, you know what I kind of realized as the film went on? This is a little bit jumping ahead, but I feel like they don't really find out about the other murders that much. Like, I was like, did they discover that girl? Like, the girl yeah. that, that went through the glass? I'm like, I don't remember them ever saying they discovered a body or anything like that. I think it's, I, I think at, at the end of the film, you kind of, as a viewer, you understand what happened to all the other bodies yeah. because the initial murder that we see where the woman gets decapitated, the last scene we see is the body getting slowly dragged away. So obviously the killer is collecting these corpses yeah. and doing whatever the hell he's doing with them. But we find out what happens. Well, I'm, that's yeah. what I'm. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm telling him. Yeah. And we forgot about the the sweet detective that's on the case because we kind of get that brought in. Uh, we get that early when we're yeah. we're. we're, we're after Jennifer Connelly arrives at the place, we're introduced to uh, another character, Donald Pleasance's character, who is a uh, what is that? What is that term? Oh, insectomologist. That's definitely not right. <laughs> That's probably not. I'm right. I'm pretty but... sure it's insectomologist. Yeah, I'm pretty an- sure anthropologist. Discovered no, right here. Uh, he, yeah, it's definitely. I mean, I don't know what the name. He's of a it professor is. of bugs. Yeah, yes. he, he he studies bugs and he tries to find right. murders. So it show, mm-hmm. it, and we're basically introduced to him and his and his his chimpanzee compatriot, <laughs> his nurse, his nurse. What's it, Irma? Irma, yeah. And uh, he he's hel- he's helping he's helping <laughs> he's helping detectives solve a murder of the severed head woman that we first see, and this is apparently eight months later, and yeah. he just has the head sitting on his desk covered in so maggots. Weird. Yeah. I was like, that place must stink. I dude. know. That's, like, like, how long have you been just leaving that yeah, shit there? It's all pristine everywhere, and then it's just this pile of shit in a the pi- middle of the room. Pile of shit, which was a head. <laughs> it's just he and his character is just such an odd. It's, he's an odd person. Donald Pleasant's character? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just like what? What's up with the chimp, man? Like, what is that? That is that's that like some that like, is like the one thing. Honestly, I completely forgot existed in this movie. And then when I saw how? it, I that's kind of like, weird. How? I, 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 when, I, when I saw it, I was just like, ah, god damn it! Like, how do you forget about the chimp? Yeah. I just don't <laughs> Especially when you watch it all the way through. I just I, don't understand what the like what, what the idea was behind it. Like me either. Like the Dario Jenner just like be like, you yeah. know, what, this this guy I mean, needs he, the chimp he, he, to he make was, him more. He, Eccentric. He, he was yeah, a huge. Yes. He was a huge fan of Over the Top, starring Clint Eastwood and a chimpanzee. And, well, he also loved monkey. He also loved monkey shrines and monkey uh, shrines. Uh, monkey shrines, <laughs> which are shrines. That's a Bollywood film. To monkeys, that, monkey that, shrines, whatever. That, that monkey's ass. Jesus Christ, <laughs> fucking dude. It's like, dude, it's a total pink sock. Going <laughs> like, on there. like what? Like an overripe tomato. <laughs> 
This is oh man. That's my horror movie pick for descending into the madness. Uh, no, you're right though. No, he's you right. Not see you it. could not look away. <laughs> I know. It's just know. Looking it's at it, like, what's going on here? It's, really it's always like a wide shot of the chimpanzee, but somehow it takes up the whole frame. <laughs> It's the fuck so red. It's so red. It's so red. <laughs> it did not wipe it's properly. So, it's so agitated. Oh, man. <laughs> Jesus and Christ. It's a rough watch. Yeah. Jesus. So anyways. Yeah, this movie, does, uh, this movie does jump jump around quite a bit, but I did find Just it, like this podcast. Yeah. I did find like the overall... I think the tone overall helped me keep up with the story. Okay, but I want to talk about the tone... And I want to talk about, I'm going to go back to that first murder. Oh, good. Good. And you know what? <laughs> like, good. You know what? Like, I, I'm as big a fan. <laughs> I'm as big a fan of, uh, of, of heavy metal as the next guy. But, uh,. <laughs> Iron Maiden has no place in this fucking movie. Fuck no. What Dude, no place that? in this fucking movie. God damn it. Am I the only one who loved it? Oh, my God. It made me want to pull my hair it out. It irritated dude. me because you have it. This movie up to this point has already established this great mood uh, and tone and kind of this eeriness. And then also you just get you just get fucking hit with um, what the fuck was the name of that song? I loved that it took me out of it and kind of put me in a different Play because I was like, "What this clash, uh, dude?" That's instantly what I thought at first. I was like, "This clashes." I don't like this. Flash of the blade. See, Flash of the blade. I'm, is you, the Iron I'm Man usually song. a fan of absurd shit like that, but it, it did not fit. work. In it this did movie. not fit. It actually, I liked it. It made this movie worse. It no, did, I think it took away. It did. I think it took away from the film, and I think it added to it. That's so weird. Which wow. it, which is it's irritating. It's, it's irritating because historically speaking, Dari Gento has always had this kind of cool electronic, almost industrial rock from, and kind of this this hybrid music from the band Goblin. That's that's kind of shown shown up and done soundtracks for through his work. So like, it's not so far fetched, but it almost feels like they like he couldn't get Goblin for this one, so he's like. But he did get Goblin for this one. Okay. Did he? Barely. Yeah. They're like they're, they're barely. At, in I know it. they're barely in it, but they, they they get credit like right at the top. It's like music by Goblin, which like, is which when Iron Man showed up, yeah, it just didn't fit. And maybe it didn't fit because it's a victim of all the other stuff that we've talked about in the '80s when it comes to music. When it comes to popular music, they play the whole fucking song. Start to finish, you right. get your intro, you get your solos going on. <laughs> yeah, it was all long, of that. It shit. was like a long ass chase because Iron Maiden songs are usually about nine minutes. Well, the thing that pissed me <laughs> off was I, I was watching those scenes and I was like, you know what? These are beautiful and very mm-hmm. tense, creepy scenes. Yeah. But this music is not giving yes, me that emotion. It takes you, it takes you it's out a, of it. It was I, misplaced. I, I feel like it's done on purpose. Well, it I don't know what the purpose the is. I don't know what the purpose is, but it's just it, it's weird because that song because it plays like twice in the movie. It does play twice, and yeah. it's it both, start to finish, both in that house. No, it starts. Yeah, no, not right? both. Not with, both in that house. The first with, time is in is in a random abandoned building, and the next oh, time right. was, was in the, the house. Was in the house or was it back in that building? No, the next time was in the house. Well, they had very similar shots. What are you trying to say? It has some like major significance to the story. It, it has I don't none. know. If, no, no. I don't know if it has a major significance to the story, but I feel like he put them in very specific. Like, put that song in very specific places, and I don't maybe know what the reason. Mike's may have been, been so quiet on the matter. Yeah. But Mike, I, what is your opinion? Because I don't remember when the goddamn heavy metal music comes in and out. I really, really? don't know. Mike doesn't know when it ever no, stops. No, I know. I know. I know what happened. I agree with both. So metal, I, I agree bro. with with Chris and Kyle. I, I think the music kind of was like. I don't get it. Like, why? Throughout the I didn't rest get it of the either. film, throughout the rest of the film, I feel like the music has its place. It, it, it's yeah. placed correctly. It has no, the agree. right kind of atmosphere for what we're being shown as an audience. When this is the same issue that I that that that, that I have with a lot of other films, a lot of a lot of, a lot of horror movies or slasher films from like the mid two thousands did this. Anytime anything creepy or crazy started happening, you got this this overload of just chugging guitars and metal coming through. And it's just like <laughs> the bodies in the film. I'm like, Let God damn, bo- you just took me out of this, man. I was so in it. The thing is, is like they could have just continued whatever music they were playing, but they abruptly cut it off. Yes, it abruptly to interject cut. this song. That's and it's probably like, what threw it off because I distinctly remember noticing it. I was just like, yeah, it does. wait, wait, she just. Like it happens a couple of times. The sound okay, you know what? We just discovered something. The soundtrack of this movie is fucked. It's all over the place because when she first shows up 
at the fucking um, boarding school. Boarding, boarding school. school. There's this eerie kind of soundtrack playing, mm-hmm. and like as soon as she like looks up and she's going to be walking in, it just goes cut totally cold quiet. And then it just immediately cuts the next scene, which is her in the board. So it's like, why don't you just carry the soundtrack over and fucking like fade it out at some point? Like, you just like took me out of the picture a little bit. I, I don't know if he was trying to get experimental here. Like, he's like, fuck it, I'm just going to throw everything at the wall, like what he kind of does. Like, and that was just like, hey, I want to interrupt what people would normally expect from me. I guess it just it just comes across as horrible. Maybe it's creative, but it comes across as almost like an overlooked fucking error in the editing Like, they room. didn't quite know how to make that music work, but they are just like, oh, this sounds like a good spot. Well, it's pretty I mean, intense. I mean, the song is called, uh, the song is called Flash of the Blade, so. Yeah, dude. Yeah. You know, referring to, Makes refer- sense. Referring, referring to the, uh, the, the scalpel. Right, exactly. Or the fucking spear? <laughs> yeah, what is that thing? The killer has a spear that, it, that breaks like down? Detach- yeah, it's like a, no cane knife spear. Yeah, thing. it's like it's like a four four piece. It, again, going back to Jim Cotta, this looks like a weapon yeah. out of Jim Cotta. It's very cool. No, it, it clicks together. It makes cool. sense. It makes sense. Think about this. What? All right, the killer is a four year old child, so he needs a long no. spoiler alert. Oh, oh. Four? Yeah, he, he's, he's four. No, yes, he's not four. He looks four. Be older than that. No, he's four. No, he's not four. She tells the story. He's like four years old. No, because like I like I always took him at I I always took him 10. as actually like older and he was almost like dwarf because she moved there after she was attacked and she that's had not, her the, she had her kid that's why he was deformed she had him because it was a rape that's fa- a rape baby yes fa- fact fact of the matter I don't care that bit that kid was not four that's what it's I'm telling you I, no I'm not I I I I'll I'll contest I will I will agree that. That she probably said the kid was four, but I don't but, like, think no the way kid looking was at that kid. Four. I was like, that kid's not four. Anyways, yeah. that's not a four year old. That's po- definitely yeah. eight to twelve. He's the height. <laughs> he's the height of a four year old. With yes. the with the strength of a full man, to yeah. drag a body, <laughs> Let's be honest. It can jump like nobody's business. <laughs> oh oh shit. yeah. Oh yeah. And it's like Chucky, kind of. It does. Yeah, um, he, he did. But he needed the, the weapon needed to be long, so it snaps together, so he can point up through their heads. That's what it is. It's it's he's coming from an up. He's gonna well, come from an up. Why does he always look like, tall as he... fuck in the shadows? Yeah, well, because I thought it might have been well, the, it's just low lighting. The, can I ask you a question here? Do we have? Is this a, a mix of Carrie in, in Friday the Thirteenth and Phantasm? Uh, like Carrie? No. Yeah, because she's picked on. She gets the powers, but it's bugs. But she's picked on and gets powers. Not really. I mean, I. I mean, that's. I mean, she I, has I powers that before that's... that, but they're they're they are exemplified when she's angry because kids are picking on her. It's very Carrie esque. I, I definitely will. But I didn't take Friday that as 13th, anger from her. But like again, like they didn't like hurt the kid. Like she's just mad. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's. It, but still, it's it's similar. They didn't hurt Carrie. They just poured blood on her. <laughs> And embarrassed her. I mean, she was I mean, I, Jennifer I, Connelly was embarrassed. I see the connection to some extent, but like yeah. Carrie and Jennifer in this film are so different, drastically yeah. different. No, I agree like, with that. In the way that they, I, agree, I mean, it was like the power sense of and how like yeah, I mean, you like Firestar. I mean, you like yeah, anybody, you really. Firestarter, yeah. Um, can we talk about the real star of this film? What is who's the real star? That Randy ass Beetle. <laughs> what? Does anybody know what I'm talking about here? Does know what I'm talking about here? The pheromone beetle, beetle that <laughs> oh, he yeah. just kept on going on and, on and on and on and on about? Let's talk about this beetle. So it's the first time uh, Jennifer and, and, and Donald Pleasant's character meet, right? We are all over and we, the place. Well, I think this needs to this be said. This is okay. I think this needs to be said, okay? So it starts off, he's looking at this beetle, and this beetle just gives him a, a good jizz right to the eye. <laughs> right oh, right yeah. to the glasses, right? And he's just like, oh, it happened again. Like, well, okay. <laughs> Never and, misses. And then right. <laughs> and then and then she's just like, Oh, can I can I hold this beetle? And he's like, All right, if you want to. And he holds the beetle and he goes on and on and on about how let's be honest, how she's turning the beetle on. On, yeah. yeah. She's yeah. just turning You're making that beetle this beetle on. excited. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're making this you're beetle quite beetle. arousing that beetle. <laughs> like, I mean, just on and on and on, and on about it. But you know what? From. But you know what? It came from Donald Pleasance, and he seemed like a sweet old a scientist. Sp- and he's so. in a wheelchair, so you can't be mad at him. It's a little him. strange. It's a little strange. And look, look, Jennifer Connelly. He's Connelly's, a scientist, though. He's Jennifer intrigued. Connelly, beautiful, beautiful woman. 
Let's be honest. Is she a woman in she's, this movie? No, she's 13 years old. She, but, I mean, she's still a pretty person. Like, a little attractive. pretty person. Attractive, <laughs> attractive, very lacking in an exoskeleton, which I believe a beetle would normally be attracted to. Okay. Right. So what's yeah. up with this fucking weird-ass uh, beetle? It's her psychic power. <laughs> it's her powers, it, it's ex- bro. It's excited by the she, fact that it can communicate with she's her. She's dominating that, that it relationship. Can, it, can, it can communicate, and it can also be, be, be quite the attraction <laughs> To, yeah. to the insects. Yeah, she's a, quite it's the attraction to all the insects. It is, it is weird. All the insects go absolutely nuts when she walks in. It's more platonic or something. You know? <laughs> no, <laughs> they're he, just friends. He is, he is using <laughs> words. Just friends. I mean, she did at the end put the beetle in the friend zone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To be honest. I had to shut it down. Time to go back into the little Petri dish. Yeah. <laughs> oh, again. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Do you think that? I mean, I think the writing is pretty like well thought out in this film. Like, I don't know why I feel like everything is supposed to mean something in this, and then there's like a little bit of excitement peppered. That's where I disagree. I feel like the writing is kind of all over the place, and the thing that holds it together is the visuals and the and the music, as far as like keeping the mood together and keeping you on a visual you path to understand bitch. what's going on. I, the music. I think no. I don't. I don't. I don't think that. I, you know, honestly, especially towards the end, dude. At, if if you if you strip away some of the the weird shit in this film, like it's a pretty solid horror film. It is. It like, is. Like there and are some fucking scenes hits, where I was it, like, oh, and it hits you with oh, dude, it, yeah. it. It hits you with like and, and, Bugs and are I, I was thinking about this like of other Diargento films. It hits you with I feel like that kind of classic Diargento creep out re- <laughs> reveal at the end. It's got two of them. What did I say? Dario Argento. Argento. <laughs> it's with that classic Dario Argento. Dario Argento. Sorry, I'm part Italian. I gotta say it that way. <laughs> it just came out of nowhere. <laughs> oh, it's very, it, it, you know, it, it, very it, much I, Dario Argento. You know what? Argento. It didn't come out of nowhere. It came out of 13% bourbon barrel aged stout, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Yeah. Suddenly, <laughs> suddenly the Italian well, becomes very knows, native. But Italian is the same as drunk. <laughs> Nobody knows that. It's the same way. You get drunk, you'll speak Italian. <laughs> it's true. I mean, it's um, true. Anyhow, it, it has that classic Dario Gento ending, which is like, a lot of his movies have these kind of shock moments towards yeah. the very end. And this movie gives you two, which I really loved. Yeah. And the two is like, she first falls into... A vat of the most. I actually oh, was driving. It's yes. this. It's this giant pit of just body parts and, and liquid and, and, and maggots. maggots. Oh, so many shit. maggots. You could swim in shit, ever. everything. And I, I'm not gonna be. I'm, I'm not gonna lie, guys. When when her head went under, oh. I was actually dry heaving in yeah. my room. Oh. I was like. Huh. Uh, I just kept like, thinking, it like, it just grossed me the fuck out. God bless her for doing that scene. Yeah. Like, I'm like, okay, Jennifer Connolly, you, you've got, proved yourself. That's why she got a career, man. But then, oh, you, oh, okay. But then you, you definitely oh, do get, you definitely I mean, do fuck. get the second, the second one, which is the reveal of the child, the child crying, and he's got this kind of pig face thing going on. Yeah. I don't know if it's pig face or like barracuda face. Oh, my uh, God. It, barracuda. It's pretty rough. Chris, uh, the brood. When, when you yeah. talk about it, about the uh, suffering. That Jennifer Connelly had to go through this film. Yeah, there's a little known uh, trivia fact okay. in this thing. Uh, so at the end, she's got a she's like like holding that that the mon- the monkey. Yes, the ape ape chimpanzee. Not, yeah, chimpanzee. chimpanzee. Um, that chimpanzee bit her finger off. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Like what? Yeah, the, the from what I from what I according to IMDb. Fuck. Uh, Dario Gento didn't want that bulbous ass being shown, oh, right? Yeah, I get so it. he kept telling Jennifer Connelly to like move, move him, like turn him, turn him, turn him. So she turned him, and the 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 chimpanzee got irritated, irritated, irritable, and, pissed off. Yeah, and and attacked her and bit like a chunk of her finger off, and yep. she had to get it sewn back on. Oh wow. my god! Yeah. So he spit it out then. I mean that he didn't, like eat it. I mean he, didn't, he just right. he just so, yeah. bit he just bit down and released. Well, and then just a little warning. It was hanging. Ugh. Oh my god, that makes me want to bark. But God bless her once again. I, I seriously, there's a qu- a couple scenes in yes. here. I'm like, especially some of these stunts when she gets thrown from that car. I probably not her, but like she still had to like roll around in the woods and like it was like he was putting her through the fucking gauntlet. Yeah, I got the mm-hmm. whole time I was watching this film. The whole thing. The whole time I was thinking like. There couldn't have been a lot of like security on this set. <laughs> like even when she was walking the, the chimp like yeah. away for a second up the stairs. 
I know that chimps can like rip your hands off or something. Like they can rip your your oh, head yeah. off. Oh yeah, no, they're, like, they'll they're attack you. They're like, incredibly they are, dangerous. They are they are they are not good. They are not good mammals. Let's just put it that way. They're strong. They're they, incredibly they act strong. Their ass off. That, they're incredibly strong. <laughs> That's why I was like, what's taking this chimp so long to get through this door? Like or this this glass window. Yeah, uh, I want to talk about that scene because that scene is sick. I feel like oh, they really like like they just turn something back there. They and just, just turn that this, thing loose. Oh yeah, this thing that I feel like that was a real door and <laughs> that was a real that window was and like, that chimp was really ripping, ripping that apart. shit apart. Yeah, very intense. It, scene. It was, it's a great example of we how powerful tell these people, creatures really are. We should are. probably tell the audience what we're even talking yeah, about. Yeah. <laughs> what scene? Okay. So yeah, when Donald Pleasance is uh, Donald, the 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 killer in the film that we don't know who it is at this point, which it, arrives at Donald Pleasance's house, locks the chimpanzee out of the house, and proceeds to murder Donald Pleasance. Well, as he's murdering, or the, the um, killer is murdering. Murdering him, the chimpanzee goes fucking nuts and just ape starts. It go- <laughs> <laughs> One could say he. If went I didn't ape have shit. alcohol in my mouth when you said that right now, I was about to say the same thing. You it were thinking w- the exact same thing. It like, went ape, ape shit. shit. It went on this fucking <laughs> on this fucking <laughs> door. This door made out of slats or whatever, and just fucking ripping it apart. You know, I will say though. I think that chimpanzee could have got through that a lot faster than he did. Oh, no, I, mean, I agree. He just sits in an open window for a while being like, guess there's nothing I can I do, do while this guy yeah. gets stabbed. They had to build the tension. <laughs> Number one, yeah. Though, the Slow tension, deaths. The, the tension in that in that scene is awesome. That's, number one, the sickest wheelchair elevator ever. Mm. Yeah, it beats the gremlins one. I was going to say, yeah. Um, yeah. Badass. <laughs> yeah. It really, it really uh, it's like a whole utilizes platform, the dude. technology that was yeah, being used at that time. Like it's, it's a whole fucking platform. It's Donald fucking Plus, awesome. Donald yeah. Plus has the biggest laser pointer you have ever seen. Oh, yeah. Right. It's like the, si- it's like the he... size of a TV. And by the way, I'll what was about, that thing for? Was it to you command point the, it command at the chimp and to the do chimp things. would go after yeah. those yeah, things? Yeah, so if you pointed at Did something Did it ever one... work throughout this entire film? Yeah, they got him his pills. They got Jennifer Connelly a a set of cl- a clothing and that's that why apparently was sh- the last girl left behind. He was shining yeah. on the killer, and that's when when he started shining He's on the killer trying, yeah. is when the, the that's why the going chimpanzee comes shit. back. It comes back at the end. Yeah, let me tell you something. That that chimpanzee really holds a grudge. Yeah, Dude. he does. Revenge is like, all he can and not think only about. that, but like because they had a relationship. Mike had a relationship. They had a relationship. Saw Mike. that laser pointer on that guy and said, "That's it. That's the target. That's the guy I'm going to kill." Went out. Went, went to, out. Strolled, strolled along. Found a trash can looking yeah. for food. Ended up with a fucking straight razor. Yeah, went to a barber shop. <laughs> <laughs> like an old timey barber like, shop. And, and it takes out. It looks at it. Razor. It remembers back when uh, when when Donald Pleasant showed how 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 dangerous and how much they can cut. And it was like, "Hey, this probably shouldn't be in this trash can anyway. This is just coincidence." And then marched on its way to kill someone. Can I tell you my laugh out loud moment of this film? Yeah. Sure. Is when the killer is driving away after that scene, and I was not expecting that <laughs> chimpanzee to slam on the top of the of the windshield oh, yeah. going crazy. How I was like laughing so let, hard. Let me, ask, like, you that, let me ask you this though. How 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 quickly do you think you would have shat your pants if, if I was you, in that car? If you were the stunt driver driving that car and they just let the chimpanzee loose on it? Oh yeah, they, again, there must not have been that much supervision because were they really driving that it, that chimpanzee oh, was really yeah. freaking out? Wait, that that chimpanzee. That's not the real chimpanzee in the windshield. Oh, yeah, it's real. No, it isn't. That's yeah. a fake ass chimpanzee. No, look at it again. No, uh, you look at it that's again. That's real. That, that I not, thought it was real. That thing was a puppet. It was not a puppet. It was slant, it, it was breaking the glass. Barely moving. It was breaking the glass. <laughs> it's just like a stiff like muppet. Like, <laughs> All it was with his head like creeping down like and then making. I could have. I could. It could have been. It could have been a puppet. I was laughing really hard. I. I, I if <laughs> it was a puppet, the car, that, it convinced that me. If it was, I was convinced. I thought it could have been real it's for a sure. Puppet guys, come Jesus. on, guys! I was convinced. I was convinced. Why don't you write us an email and let us know if it's a real? Yeah. <laughs> if you think it's a real monkey or not? Uh, and you know what? Let's just talk about some practical effects <laughs> new, right now. <laughs> new and, segment on Cold Film Review: Real monkey or not? Is practical there? effects. <laughs> yes, it can <laughs> fool Congo. Congo's Amy. <laughs> Real monkey know. or not? Send us an email. <laughs> <laughs> Write us a letter. <laughs> Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk more about phenomena. Phenomena. <laughs> 
We're back. We're talking about Phenomena, Dario Argento's 1985 movie. This is Kyle's pick. Yeah. So let's get back. Uh, I want to talk about, too. I don't know. We're all over the place. Um, I can talk about story, technical aspects. I feel like they go hand in hand. Um, the lighting in, in this movie is Solid. incredible. Yeah, it's great. Should we reveal who the killer is? I don't know if we ever talked about that. We kind that. of touched on it, but we never actually went into yeah, it. We never buttoned Cody, it up. Cody gave him a name. His name is Barracuda Face. Barracuda Face. But well, it's also who face. is Barracuda Face? It's also Barracuda Face's mom. A four-year-old. <laughs> a four-year-old that looks like an eight-year-old. Right. Called it, Barracuda okay, Face. Okay, so yeah, the, the killer is two people. Yes, it's two killers. It's true. So, yes, true. Yeah. True. So true. it turns that. out that the woman that picks up Jennifer Connolly from the airport and, and drives her to the initial, to the boarding house at the beginning, comes back Dude. and turns out that she is the killer, but she's the killer along with her eight-year-old child who used to live in the house at the beginning of the film and moved eight months later is in this new house. Which, by the way, mansion. Why is she in a mansion? Because she's got. You, gotta, of... you gotta hide. You Dude. gotta hide your kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't no. have adequate basement. Can you, I? Tell... You need those strong walls to keep those chains. In, yeah, it didn't work the first time. Who, yeah. who was? Yeah, who was the gentleman that was chained up in the uh, that was in the death the, pit? The kid, uh, right? No, oh, I, the, gen- the guy oh, chained up in the death pit was the detective. The detective. That's, yeah. right. That's who showed up at the house because he's chasing down some leads. Dude, he was so bloody. I couldn't. I couldn't. I was like, "Who I is that?" I was watching Hellraiser. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He he's and you know what? God bless him. He broke his own fucking thumb. Oh, that was brutal. so he can get the hand one of the handcuffs off so he can like so choke out this a, this woman. So what do you think happened? He didn't choke her out, dude. What he do you think just punched her. To that? Oh, that's <laughs> right. He like pummeled her with a handcuff. Yeah, what happens to him because he doesn't come back? He chokes her. He chokes her out. He I I, ima- I, ima- I imagine he's he's fine and he lives and then eventually the police show up because the, when the mom because I thought okay mom's dead but when she comes back. With a furious vengeance, mm-hmm. wielding a fucking street sign like I have yeah, never seen anyone yeah. wield one before. Which I dude, that a was what interesting choice. It was yeah. like a it was like a, a piece of metal. Or it was like, like a street, yeah. it looked like a street sign. Yeah, I, I didn't know what like a sheet what of it metal. was. It was definitely a piece of sheet metal of yeah. some sort. Maybe it's a street sign. Maybe it's whatever. But it, it's apparently good enough to decapitate. Yes. Fuck yeah. If somebody. you've ever held a street sign, you could imagine that happening. You can't. Yeah. I've held them. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, they're thin and dangerous, so don't play with them. Yeah, no, that's for real. And that decapitation is out of nowhere and so damn cool. Yeah, I like I like the abruptness of that. So did I. Sure. I. It was probably my favorite kill. Well, in the whole movie. and even the, the 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 whole build up with her with it to J, uh, Jen, fucking Jennifer Connelly's throat. I was like, ooh, that looks like it's oh. digging in. Yeah, yeah. Like, but I mean, before this happens, so Jennifer Connelly gets out of the the pit of despair. And then makes her way down through what looks like we're back into a mental hospital, like this corridors with just doors and shit. And she, she on her on her escape, she hears a small child crying, and she she discovers the the pig faced child. Yes, and then it chases her out onto the dock as she's trying to get away on a boat, which I thought was like one of the most like terrifying and frightening yeah. scenes. Yeah. It's just like. <laughs> like chasing after her yeah. with the fucking spear in hand, it's like, oh my god! And then somehow, like, what what happens? A fire happens on the boat, and it, it, well, she spears he, the it, gasoline. Yeah, the, the, yep. And then and it leaks in the water. Start it when she tries to start it, it. It causes a fire. But you're also missing the point where that that child makes a leap <laughs> from the dock to the yeah to the boat. Like he got some vertical. He's doing long jump for yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> that dude. And then, Oh wait, and then and then yeah, then God, we are all over the place. It's okay. She calls upon him a swarm of locusts, mm-hmm. right? Like from the wrath of God. Yes. Yeah, the the and like this, the like of biblical times. Yeah, and then these <laughs> things go to town on his face like a buffet. Right. And I think this, actually, I don't think it's locusts. I think she's calling on the the, the, the sarcophagus flies. Oh, that's right. Yes, that that feeds on human they flesh. Eat they eat his face. He falls into the water, but this kid's not done. No, no. You know, even within fire and and everything, this kid just keeps going. So there, there is some chasing aspects to this. Oh, kid. there is yes. for sure. Well, the whole just... boat thing, did it? I was yeah. like, the mom being a killer, yes, was part of it. 
the whole boat thing, like, was straight up Friday the 13th. I was like, this took mm-hmm. a Friday the 13th turn. I like, see where you're going with that. Yeah. Like, yeah. real quick. Because it was the mom who kills Donald Pleasance because it was tall. Mm-hmm. Right. We got the, you know what I mean? Like, unless they make really tiny trench coats. <laughs> sorry and That's he funny. was <laughs> <laughs> really <laughs> like a little Paddington bear yeah. <laughs> just pulled it off a doll so a Paddington bear stuffed animal just pulled it off so that and just like here I go <laughs> a little tiny trench coat <laughs> he's doing I, I'm taking it as he was doing the murders in the uh, like the abandoned part of the school and like the off places, you know what I mean. And she was kind of cleaning up his messes of people who's investigating him, right? Um, so, and it's the whole like, like he's my ba- he's he might be fucked up in the face, but he's still my baby. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I know my son's a monster, but I still love him. Like, same yeah. straight up like total vibe. And I was, and then the, and then I'm like, oh shit, you're gonna get in a boat and go out in a lake? <laughs> There's gonna <laughs> like, be a final battle on a lake? Yeah, you did, Jason. Three feet tall? Uh, kid Jason. That's like kid Jason battling. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's where I got the Friday the 13th element from. And no one else picked up on that? No, of course me. I did. Yeah. No, I, no, totally I agree with you. Like I, I, I didn't, I didn't, pay, I didn't pick I didn't. it up at the time, but now that you're describing it, yeah, I can definitely see it. Actually, the first thing I thought was yeah. Friday the 13th. Carrie, Carrie, I'm just kind of like, yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess a little bit, but. But the, the mother in this one does play sweet for a little bit, but when they get in that house, Oh man, she turns batshit crazy and sc- she scared me. Yeah, a she, terrifying woman right she's, there. Yeah. She scared me, but at the same time, I was like, she's pretty. Like, at fr- <laughs> like up front. That's what Chris likes. <laughs> I was like, she's good looking. Uh, yeah. Oh and girl. Oh, ooh, girl, you threatening my life? Mm, I'm putty in your hands. Yeah. <laughs> don't. Yeah. Don't look up his internet search history. <laughs> Angry fucking angry women. Angrywomen.com. <laughs> he takes it. He took it way more serious. Angry fucking. He took it to that level. <laughs> Sorry. I was Did like, we talk to the technical? No, much? we haven't really talked that Let's much. Let's get to that because we talked God about, damn it, is it a Dario Gento film? And God damn it, is it technically beautiful looking? We, we talked about the, the music, but yeah, we didn't get it. Well, into, the music we could say fuck you too because I liked it just, it, it's okay. kind of in and out. But the shots, yeah, no, I agree. The shots and the lighting to me, uh, I was saying my favorite scene is uh, when she f- discovers the glove when she's led by the... the um, mm-hmm. And her heart, arm's, like, deep in those fucking bushes and yeah, shit. Yeah, but no, like- I actually like when she's walking out from the, the dormitory, and as she's walking across the, the dark street, there's just this weird spotlight that hits her in the middle of the walk mm-hmm. and the return back. And for some reason, I loved the way it looked because it was, like, these deep blues and blacks surrounding it otherwise... <laughs> And it made her look angelic. It's funny with because the wind. because I mean, looking at it, if you're gonna look at it like from a technical aspect, it does look a little low budget in the way that the spotlight hits her and how you can kind of see it being you know moved by the by the lighting person or whatever the fuck. But it looked great. I thought it was really it created it helped create this kind of supernatural this eerie tone to the film. One of my favorite like lighting moments was when she was going up like the spiral staircase and like she was kind of like stumbling to go up it and there's just this huge shadow of like the the rails from the staircase oh, like yeah. projecting onto the wall and she just looks like this little hunched over like kind of creepy mm-hmm. ghoul you know and like I, like the thing about this is the lighting is probably one of my favorite parts of this film oh, I like agree. what they did with with like spotlights and shadows and harsh shadows and you know like to me it was just amazing it was we all noticed it right i mean like it was very like it was yeah. noticeable that it was well done the only thing i i would say that is missing from this that you know you kind of come to love from from a lot of giallo or italian films is just this movie was definitely vacant of the the intense splash of unique colors yeah yeah the lighting doesn't have a lot of it doesn't have a lot it's of personality. It's yeah. more dark, like I said, like dark blues. I noticed a lot of blacks. A lot of, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of cooler tones, but in general, like the lighting itself is very, is very stand, the kind, kind of realistic and real world. But what they did with the spotlighting, like we were talking about, is really cool and really fun in some parts. So yeah, and the way it's shot is just. I don't know. I love the way it's shot too. I'm a big fan of his his style of shooting. Do we talk about the um, chimp? Going crazy on yeah the final ending yeah on the face of the mother, I mean it's it's well it's not the final I guess it's not the it's, final but well it's close to but I mean yeah that he really goes to town 
really goes to town. He really goes to town. He really nip tucks her. <laughs> I feel like I feel like this movie gave you what you wanted that monkey shines box to give you. <laughs> monkey shines? Like like you know the one with like the monkey and he's got the razor blade? Yeah, like everybody yeah. remembers that box art, right? Yes. Like I feel like that film didn't give you that, but this film f- totally fucking did. That fucking monkey goes to town. It's go, crazy. It just slicing and slicing and slicing, and it's just like, it's such a frightening idea to yeah. me. I just thought it was hilarious. I, I thought the best throwaway character was like the guy who apparently flew from like New York to Sweden oh, in, the, uh, in, in, in less than a day. Her dad's agent. Yeah, or lawyer. Yeah, slash to come to come pick her up to collect her, and he basically like, hello, head cut off. I was like, holy (laughs) shit, so great, damn, it was really good. You never see the father too. No, never Never, do. He never shows up. No, not even you don't even see him in pictures either. Famous actor, you think one of these girls have a poster or postcard or something of him? Mm -hmm. You almost saw one. They took it away. Yep, took it away. I just want to know, Kyle. Yeah. How many BG's t-shirts are you going to rate this movie? <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, way to do it. I, I feel like that. Can I, we just talk about that for one second? Yeah. Like, I feel like, like celebrityism was a, was a thing in this movie for some reason, like being obsessed with like celebrities a little bit, like the whole thing with her father and how everybody like <clears throat> loves him and he's so handsome and blah, blah, blah. And then, like, they actually make a point in that scene where that chick is wearing the VG shirt, you know, to be like to make some kind of like pop culture reference. Yeah, you know? there's, I but, did notice that too. That was the one thing that kind of eh, it fits. I, I, I don't know if it. I think, a, I think it goes hand in hand with like the Iron Maiden popping in. It was just kind right. of felt like a weird. No, if, to me, it felt like a weird reference. Listen, I agree with that. Listen, in 1985, all the girls wanted the Bee Gees. <laughs> No, I mean, I, I'm not I don't feel denying like, that. I'm just saying. No, I don't feel like that's actually true. Film. BGs were like bigger in the '70s. Well, they, they make a comment about Richard Gere in this one too, and right. Yeah, there's uh, just a lot of comments but about thing, like actors celebrities. and celebrities. I, I, like, as where I agree that there is, there's definitely a presence of that throughout the film. I don't know what what it how it ties into. Yeah, I wouldn't say it ties in at all. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like this film was about. I don't know. It, there was just weird things like that. that I thought like, wow, you like really took a. Took, I guess it's like the the question of taking the time in the editing room to draw focus onto one or two things. It would have been it would have been funny if the mother was just like, "My child always wanted to be an actor, but look at that face." Do you think it was just like a, <laughs> it would never be Tom Hanks? I mean, was it like a marketing thing? Like like, hey, we know. put in this like popular stuff, and like this film could be bigger. Like, and maybe somebody was advising him to do that. No, be. I don't think that. I think he just that's just it's just a scene. I think he was trying to depict teenage girls as being fickle and. Do you think he had a teenage daughter, like at the time or something? Yeah, she dies way way into the Bee Gees. She dies in the beginning of the film. Oh, that's her? I'm pretty sure that's his daughter. Interesting. It's not Asia. That's not Asia Argento. I'm pretty sure it's one of his daughters. He has another. It's one of those. One of them are. He's got like 15 daughters. Yeah, it's one one of those Argento kids. Many daughters. They're running around composing and (laughs) directing and doing all kinds of shit. There you go. (laughs) That's all these kids do, these Argento Pose kids. Pose and direct. That's all they do. I grew up near those Argento kids, always with a camera or a... With a camera or a uh, microphone. Microphone, these kids. God damn in my face all, all day right. long. This is... this is. Glass. I feel like the, I feel like we, we, we have hit the peak of chaos, and I feel like it's time, Cody. I, we can always go more chaotic. I feel like it's time, Cody. Cody. It's time for what? To rate this man or jammer? Thank you. I think so. Let's rate it. What are we rating it, Kyle? I think we already... You already established that. Chips asses? <laughs> Pink socks. Oh, that's always a good one. Yeah. I think we will go with the uh, Bee Gees shirt. Yeah, Bee Gees. All right. Solid. I'm sure it won't be hard to find. Yeah, probably Do you want like be. a reunion tour shirt or one with just his face <laughs> on it? Like, uh, You know what? You, you know what? Dealer's choice, Chris. <laughs> okay. Dealer's choice. I'll go original. I'll go OG and take there the one go. from the film. Bee Gees t-shirts. Let's. St- oh, you know what? I think I'm going to start. There you go. I Fuck think yeah. I'm gonna start. Go get him. Go dude. get him, Tiger. Yeah. Give, us a, give us a break. Hold on, man. Slow down. Slow down. Slow down. Uh I'm going to give this uh 3.5 BG's uh t-shirts. 
I actually really like this film. Uh, I especially like the first half of this film. I think it builds mood and tone quite nicely. Uh, it's where, where they lose me is with the son. I feel like if you left the son out and you just had the mother and you kind of play that like Jason story even more, it would have been better. Um, the son's face and just being how weird it is and just how weird the whole thing is kind of takes it down a little bit for me. But otherwise from that, man, like I really, really enjoy this movie. I like the soundtrack. I, uh, think it's an interesting film. It's, I don't know if it's a Halloween movie where you're going to throw on with people, but definitely I think it's worth a watch during uh, October. So three and a half BG's t-shirts. Mike. I am going to give this probably the same thing. Three and a half uh, BG's t-shirts. So that's that three berries and one Maurice or half a Maurice. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Who is the other one? Uh, Sean, John, John. <laughs> no, no, no. I can't remember. Anyways. Uh, no, I mean, I, th- I think it, like, here's the thing, like, it's it's a ridiculous plot, but, like, somehow he kind of makes it work, like, pretty well. Like, it, it, and we didn't talk about this scene. The one where she gets, like, really massively picked on by the school, like, that's that's done pretty well. Like, you know. Um, she calls on all the army yeah, of flies. Yeah, and she says, like, she loves them, and then, and, like, this thing happens. I kind of thought it was kind of creepy, um, but like the, it, this film really like picks up at the end. It's 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 like when she gets in the vat and like it like it, like the first like half of this film can be a little weird at first, but I feel like that 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 last half of this film where it's like you know she she gets dropped in the vat and the murderers. Start I would say that's out. The, the first two thirds. Then I would say that's like the final part of the film. That's like at least the last half hour. I mean, we're we're talking about. How many times that monkey's ass gets shown, though, too? <laughs> Forgetting all of those scenes. So, <laughs> I can't go back. I can't stop looking at it. Fucking uh, <laughs> blooming onion. Uh, no, I, 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 think, I think this film ends <laughs> it's really strong and, um, yeah, like it, it, it's, it's a top notch film. I like it. I like it. Three and a half. Three and a half for Mike, Chris. Yeah, I'm going with three and a half BG's t-shirts as well. Um, I'm dropping it a full point for that stupid ass music that they <laughs> used in this movie. No, but seriously, tell us how you feel. Yeah, that that should not have existed in this film. It would have made the film that much better to never have that occur at some random place. Um and I'm doing a, a half a point for the pacing and the length of this film. I think seriously, there's 20 minutes in the middle somewhere in there that I, we could have lost, and it would have picked up the pace and made the film so much better. So do those two combinations, if they would have done that better, it would have been a full five for me because I really liked this film. I I loved the mood. I love I like Jennifer Connelly's character. I love the setting. The lighting, the technical aspect, the the horror and the gore. Um, I liked the twist. I I fucking love that it did feel kind of like a Friday the Thirteenth movie at the end. And I like that he put all these really unique things together. And I think the writing worked for this film, which is what made it. You said it kind of worked, Mike, even though it was a clusterfuck of ideas, basically. And I think the reason that is is because the writing was kind of intelligent in, in some of those places where it could have really sucked. Um, so yeah, three and a half for me, and it is a good creepy movie to watch uh, around October. All right, <laughs> Kyle. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with the rest of you guys. I'm gonna go three point five. Um, it would it 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 would have gotten a four from me. I I took it down half point. I'm not as I'm not as aggressive as Chris, but I did take it down half point because of that that bit of just Iron Maiden that randomly pops up and has no place in this film. Um, other than that, yeah, he. It, he did a great job of building mood, building tone and atmosphere in this film. Like he does with a lot of his other pictures. I, I agree. I think the story is fucking absurd and ridiculous. Like a woman talking to bugs, but it, it works and it, it, it feels like a kind of a, a, a fun adventure on the way. So, and the gore was great. And the, I think the special effects were good. So this movie gives you a little bit of everything. It's just, like I said, the music side of it just was a little bit weak. But yeah, 3.5 for me. A woman who speaks to bugs, a chimpanzee that roams the streets with weapons, and a deformed child 
that looks like a barracuda. Right. <laughs> it's yeah. It's it is. It's, it's a, a lot, strange it's a movie, lot man. It's got a like, lot I mean, of crap. Me, yeah. It's it's a it's a it's an interesting movie, and uh, you know, I think it, I think it's good that this is the first one. You know, some of you guys have been introduced to because I mean, I plan on going through the rest of Dario Argento's collection over the years, so we will uh, we will revisit his his uh, his films. What are you laughing at? I can't stop thinking about that money. <laughs> oh. Sorry. All right. <laughs> it's Somebody there. print him out a picture so he can I'm hang it up. I'm going to. I'm actually going to p- plaster wanna, his wall. I don't want to keep thinking about it. <laughs> I'm going to plaster the wall above his bed. <laughs> He's like, I love the you know, wallpaper. You a giant, giant monkey's ass. <laughs> it's very... Oh, God. I don't have to do that. <laughs> it's just, a, it's just a, the monkey looking don't, over Don't worry, shoulder. Mike. Don't worry, Mike. It only cost me like $15 for that joke. <laughs> it's that just was mo- so worth it. It's just a monkey looking over his shoulder all sexy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Spencer's <laughs> card. <God. laughs> Uh, I got you something for your birthday. No, no, I'm just gonna put it up and take it upon myself to hang it for yeah. him. First two hour Fra- podcast, Fra- it'll, be, it'll be framed and mounted for Mike. Two the first two hour podcast from Colt Film and Review. All Most I- of it's about fucking the chimpanzees' ass and phenomena. All I have to do is stick a persimmon on a shag rug, and I can see it anytime <laughs> I want. <laughs> All right, so we have a uh, review to read tonight, uh, Chris. Yeah, I'll take it away. Uh, <laughs> this one, uh, the subject is "Oh My God," and it's five stars, written by Ben Poln, P-O-L-N, and it says, "These white boys are cray cray. Every episode is heroin to the brain. Keep up the good work." <laughs> <laughs> that are, has got to be the most creative one. We've that had. is hands down the most creative review we've yeah. ever received. Ben Poln brings the fire. <laughs> Well, thank you very much, Ben. Thank yeah. you. Yes. We, we are pretty cray-cray. Thank you for the review. Heroin to the brain. Heroin to the brain. Is that like mind-numbing? Maybe. It's Mind-numbingly uh, entertaining. It's like a backhanded compliment? Like, no. Uh, it's just, no, it's like a brain Kyle move to make. Brain damage. Yeah, way, <laughs> way to go, Chris. Way to be me. Thanks, Ben. We appreciate the review and reaching out to us. <laughs> All right, guys, that's our show for this week. Make sure you follow us on social media at cultfilm underscore review on Instagram and Twitter. You can also follow us on Facebook. Go check out our YouTube page. Like, subscribe, watch videos, leave comments. You can also uh, just uh, make sure you can also just make sure that you uh, buy tickets to Troll 2 on November 24th. And we will see you there at Phoenix Film Bar. Go to our website for the link. And you can follow Kyle. You can film. You can follow me on Instagram at cultfilm underscore Kyle. You can follow Chris. <laughs> that came out weird. <laughs> you can follow Chris. Ah! You can follow me on Instagram at cultfilm underscore Chris. <laughs> no. Yes, you can, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow Mike. Ah! At Mike Saluzio on Twitter. And you can follow me at VHS Collect on Instagram. That's our show. Remember, if you're going to join a cult, make sure they watch the good movies. We'll see you next time. <laughs>